Amen. All right. Happy Sabbath. All right. Um, God is good. Amen. In fact, he's very good. And I praise God for what Kanar delivered this morning. I didn't know he was going to touch these things, but praise God. And um, my week um, was, was, was good because I did take the time and started going over some of the things from last week. And on Sunday, the Lord gave me this thought that I'm about to deliver. The, as soon as we left here, Sabbath on Sunday, that thought was there. And I was like, you know what? No, I got to deliver this thought. And I've been going over it throughout the week. And I shared some of it with Kanar. And I praise God for what the Lord has put in his mind. That, that, that really sets the stage for what I'm about to present. So keep what Kanar said in mind in relation to thoughts, how the climate and changing the climate and I will just add one more thought to that so that we can build on these things. Amen. The text that I'm about to read is some of them is well-known text. They're simple texts. They're not anything elaborate that we just need to learn to read God's word. Right. And as we learn, the Lord will open up our minds. So the notes are in the chart. And one cannot ended. And in one of the things he said at the end is that the papacy was the worst thing that happened to this world. All right. The papacy is the corrupter of climate, right? Not, not some climates, all climates. So when you come under 1260, all the climate, the whole world, the climate of the world was tainted. All right. But what does God introduce? A new thought. Is that what Kanar says? He introduces a new thought to combat that old thought that is corrupting the climate. And brethren, there is one truth for all climate. It's in Revelation 14 and verse 6. That's the truth the Lord in, in, in injected into the world to clear up the atmosphere that was covered by the darkness of the papacy. Now, how can I say it's one truth? Where does that message go according to the Bible? Every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. That message goes to every climate. There's no climate that can withstand this message. Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come. And what? Worship him that made what? Worship the Sabbath maker. That's the truth for all climates. Amen. The Sabbath is the truth for all climate. Amen. The first, if we don't get the first angel's message, you won't understand the second. And if you don't understand the second, you won't be Adventist. Therefore, you can't receive the truth of the Sabbath. That is to prepare you to survive in all climates. All right? So the Lord is, the, the thought, all right? The, there's a thought in the Sabbath that really does sanctify you. This is what the Lord, it really does cleanses you. It cleanses the smog. It cleanses the pollen. It cleanses the dirty water. It, it cleanses the earth. There is something about the Sabbath where all cleansing is found. All right? Because after we rest for a thousand years, what do we come back to? A clean earth, clean water, clean air, clean trees, clean everything. Amen? So let us, um, let us try to understand um, some more. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1, the Bible says, Remember now thy what? Thy creator in the days of thy... Youth, the earth is about to die. It's getting old. So now is the time to remember the Creator. Amen? 
Let us continue. Let's go to Isaiah 40. Who's our creator? Right? I, I asked that question uh, a couple weeks ago, but now let's just go through the Bible and, and pull it out. It says in Isaiah 40 and verse 28, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the what? The everlasting God, the what? The Lord, the, Lord, the creator. The, the, look, those names are important now. I really want us to see that. Tied to our creator is the name everlasting God, the Lord. All right? It's important now, those names. There's a reason why Isaiah said it this way. Right? He could have just said the creator. But he added that to it. Let us continue. Creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Let's go now to Isaiah chapter 43. And verse 15, I am what? I am the Lord, your Holy One, the what? The creator of Israel. Tied to that creator, it's the Lord. He keeps saying the Lord. Amen? So let's continue. Malachi 6, this is what he says. He says, for I am the Lord, I what? So tied to your creator is one who does not change. All right? I am the Lord. Because I am the Lord, I don't change. Right? I am your creator. So whatever God has created doesn't what? Change. It doesn't change. That's, that's nice. So everywhere where you see the Lord, you should have that in mind. This is talking about that I don't change. Yep. That's nice. It's going to be that way for eternity. Yeah. All right? So where do we find our creator in the Bible? Where do we find him? In the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. Amen? The Bible says, in the beginning, God what? God, that word, right? The everlasting. He had to be everlasting because he was there before he created anything, right? So this is where Isaiah is getting his thought from, right? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator. He's getting it from there because it says, in the beginning, what? The question naturally comes, then where was he before that, right? But because his thoughts are high, he has left that part out. Right? We, we don't need to search that part. He gave us the parts that, that is good for us. So it says, God created heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And who said? And God said, let there be light. And what? And there was light. What makes him creator? It says it right here, right? It says, and God said, let there be, and there, and there was. That's what makes him everlasting God. That makes him your Lord, right? That makes him the Lord. He's the only one that can say, let there be, and there was. All right? Let us continue. Creation is governed by laws. My next heading. It says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made. This is Psalms 33 and verse 6. And all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth do what? Let all the earth do what? Okay, that's the, that's the first angel's message, amen? Because he's what? Because he's creator, all right? It says, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe before him. For he what? For he spake and it was done. He what? He commanded and it 
So creation is built on commandments. Amen? It's built on the command of God. All right? Now let's go to Psalms 119 and verse 90. The Bible says, Thy faithfulness is unto all generation. Thou hast established the earth, and it what? It abideth. They continue this day according to thine what? Thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. So the earth operates based on laws, based on the ordinances of God, because he commanded and it stood fast. Amen? Mount Sinai. And the Lord did what? And the Lord spake all these words saying, right? To keep the law is to be created. Right? To walk in God's law is to be a new creature. That's what he's teaching us. Amen? Because he spake and it stood fast. So he said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Then that will stand fast. God will have a people that will have no other gods before him. He will have a people who will keep the Sabbath. Amen? Alright, so let us continue. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16 and 17. The Bible says, for by him... Were all things created that are where? In heaven and that are in the earth. That are in earth. Visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, some things. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Nothing happens. Nothing on this planet happens without the ordinance of God. All right? This is something we need to put in our minds, right? Nothing happens. Anything, I mean, I don't know, any, anything that happens, it's an ordinance of God. If, if, even when you sneeze, it's, you sneeze by the ordinance of God. All right? Where did it begin then? Where did it begin? Those ordinances, we just read it. In the beginning. So everything you do now was set forth from the beginning. The Bible says it spake, he spake, and it what? The only reason we're here is because he spake. And we're here because it stood fast. We need to see that. Right? We need to start seeing that. Everything that happens to us is because God spake, and it stands fast. Even when you do wrong. Right? Even when you do wrong. Whatever you do is going to result in something. Right? Because he speaks and it what? It stands fast. You can't go outside of it. No man could go outside of it, even when they do go outside of it. Everyone's following that thought? Right? When you break the commandments, to some extent, you did go outside of it. But you didn't really go outside of it. Because there are ordinances that governs those who walk outside of it. That will result in what God spake that's going to stand fast. Amen? Alright, so let us continue. The goodness of God. So, he's the creator because he spake. And that, that's, that's the only reason we should fear him. Because he could speak you out of existence. In a minute, in a heartbeat, he can speak you out of existence. Right? That, that, in that, that, that alone is enough. To fear him. Amen? Go ahead. The lie in the garden was a direct attack on that. It was... Half his, God said. 
Yeah. Amen. And so Satan was trying to do the same thing and make his own words stand fast. But in order to make his words stand fast, he has to hitch it unto God's word. Yep. It, it just doesn't have life in it. All right. So Genesis chapter 1 and verse 4. So God, our creator, in Genesis chapter 1, created heaven and earth. Right. And I'm just going to breeze through this. In verse 1 in verse 4, he says, the Bible says, and God saw and it was good. In verse 10, it says, God called, and it was, so he saw, he called, right? In verse uh, 17, it says, and God set, and it was, what is that teaching you? He does everything. He calls, he sets, he, he calls, he sets, he sees, right? It, he determines what's good, right? So let's continue. Verse, verse 25 says, he made, and it was good. And then you get to verse uh, 31, it says, Behold, it was very good. All right? So all things that God made was good. Everything that he spake that stood fast was good. You see why now the, the apostle says all things work together for, for good? Because God didn't work out anything for evil. He never created anything to work out outside of good. Amen? So when, when the wicked gets destroyed at the end of the world, it's still working out for good for them that love the Lord. Amen? All right. So even when you go outside of God, you're working with God. All right? So let us continue. What did God do with everything that was good? He gave it to man. All right? Including the Sabbath. It says in Genesis 2, 15, 2, 15 to 17, And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden to do what? So what is our work? To dress it and to do what? The word dress, when you look it up in the, in the Hebrew, it actually means to serve or to labor. Right? So our job is not to make anything good. Right? Our job is just to take what's already good and serve in that light. And keep it in that light. The word keep means to protect. There's your first police officer. To serve and to protect. Amen? Right. That this is God's true police officer is his church. Right? Our job is to serve and protect. What are we protecting? The thing that God gave us that was good. So when God came on Sinai and he says, he spake all these words saying, the Bible says, what did he do? To, what did he, do? he gave it to Moses. So what were they supposed to do from that point on? Okay, and then the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So what are we supposed to do from that point on? Keep it and protect it. Sir, guard and serve. Amen? Every good gift comes from God. So the gifts that were given at Pentecost, we had to what? Guard it and serve him. Amen? Serve in that light. Right? Because God only gives things that are good. All right? Even in our, in our evil nature, everything he gives us is good. Amen? And he expects us, like Adam, to dress it and to keep it. Amen? So let's continue. But what comes with that? Verse 16. And the Lord God did what? Commanded the man. What comes with that? His ordinance. Everything is governed by an ordinance. So he didn't just give it to Adam and say, here, do what you want. He says here, do it the way I ask you to do it. Amen? Do it in the, because if you do it in any other manner, 
it will result in death. Because the very next thing it says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt what? Surely die. Okay? The Lord said to Adam, If you don't walk in my goodness, you're going to die. Well, the same is true today. When we don't walk in what God says is good, we're only bringing forth death. All right? We're closing our probation by not being obedient. We're the ones that's closing it. And that's why God is going to be justified. Because he's going to say, but I gave you everything good. What did you do with my goods? You buried it. You buried it. All right? Let us continue. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. That's what he told Adam. When the Lord commanded Adam, he was giving him the whole matter. And he told him what? Fear. That's what he told Adam. Fear God. But when Adam sinned, he destroyed the whole climate. So when you come to 1798, what does God give? A message to restore the whole climate. Which is fear God. Amen? Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. I want us to see that we don't do anything. Right? We don't do anything. God created everything and what did he do? He gave it to Adam. And Adam was just supposed to align himself within what God has done. Right? And because God said it, it was going to come to pass. So all Adam had to do was walk in the light. Walk in the things that God gave him. Adam wasn't doing anything. You don't have to do anything. The principles work themselves out. Because he spake, it's going to stand fast. Amen? The result is going to be the result. But the result is intended to be good. It's us. When we don't walk in, in what God has put forth, is why bad things happen. We bring those bad things upon ourselves. All right? And the Lord gives us the Sabbath week after week, to try to remind us of his goodness. Every Sabbath is a great reset. He hits that reset button and he gives you another week to walk in his goodness. To re Amen. Right? But then we come next Sabbath and we have the same old attitude. Man, nothing changed. The sad part is, it gets worse. If it doesn't change, it gets worse. And then it takes more next week to undo to undo what was done last week. You see why the earth is dying? Because it takes more every week for the earth to produce for mankind. Amen. Every week the earth needs to produce more food, more air, more water, more everything. It's dying. It literally is dying because we're, 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 we're not walking in the way that the Lord set it up. All right? Everything we do changes the atmosphere. That, that, that's something I went over last week. It's really true. Because when God made the atmosphere, he said it was good. And if you walk outside of it, you are literally changing it. Not for him, for yourself. All right, Because it's still going to work out for good for God. God is going to have his great atmosphere. He's going to have his proper climate. Will you be a part of it? All right, let us continue. It says, fear God, for God shall bring every work into judgment. That's what the first angel's message came to restore man to, right? Back to the ways of Eden. Okay? And he gave us Eden. He gave us these United States of America, whereby we were protected 
whereby we could practice good under protection. But instead, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, the Seventh-day Adventists around the world chose not to, to walk in that way. The world chose not to follow the United States, right? So God gave everything to man. However, man falls, right? Because I just went over that. Man fall, man ate of the tree. Man chose not to walk in the good that God gave him. And the Bible says she took of the fruit and did eat and gave also to her husband and he did eat. But then the Lord gave us a savior. Amen? Amen. Verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Okay? So from that day the promise was in the seed. The promise of recreation was in the seed. Amen? Because Adam broke the first covenant, so the Lord has to give him a new covenant. All right? Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. It says, For by grace ye are saved how? Through faith. And, not of, and that not of your what? Selves. It is a... <coughs> so grace, which comes through Christ, is a... Every good gift and every perfect gift come from the Father. Right? And so for God so loved the world that he did what? Gave So Adam and Eve from that day on was to protect and serve that new gift, which was the seed. All right? Abraham didn't do that. He tried to make one of them. He walked outside of God's way. And what did he bring in this earth? Death. Right? But then when he chose to walk in God's way, what did he bring in this earth? Life. Because Christ came through the other line. Amen? So it says... Not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of what? Not of works, lest any man should boast. Does that say we shouldn't work? No, it's not teaching that. Most people stop there. I stop there. Let's go to the next verse. The next verse says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Ah, so we do have to work. Just not the works of evil. When Paul says not of works, he's not saying don't work. He's saying not of your work. Right? But, but, but Christ's work. Because why? He spake and it stood fast. Because God said it, you was created for good work. That's what the Bible is saying. Right? But the only way you could work good though is if you walk in the good that was given to us from the beginning. You must walk in the good of Eden. You must walk in the good of the law that was given at Sinai. You must walk in the good of the covenant that was given to Abraham. You must walk in the good of the Christ that was given to this world. You must walk in the good of the first, second, and third angel's messages. All right? The only way our works will be accepted. So there is a work. Amen? So it says... Which God hath ordained that we should walk in, sorry, which God hath before ordained. And I like this one because the Bible says he spake and it stood fast. Even before we were created, the Lord had ordained us to good work. So when he spake, he was just speaking his thoughts. Amen? He already thought about it. He already thought about Romario. He already thought about Brother Wesley at the end of the world. And he says, you ordained to good works. But in order to do that, he had to show us what good work was. So he created heaven and earth. 
And he called it what? Good. He says, that's good work. Walk in that good work. Let's continue. Everything good he makes, he just gives it to us. And he just says, walk in it. But let us continue. Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 33. This is Moses to the children of Israel. It says, He shall walk in all the ways of the Lord your God, uh, which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may what? That ye may live, and that it may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, does what? Oh, so when we do good, we're cleansed? Is that what he's saying? So is that what he's saying? When we walk in the way God really ordained for us, which was preordained, which is unto good works, we're cleansed? That's the grace of God. The grace of God was making things good. When Christ came, he went about doing? That's the grace of God. Amen? Go ahead, Quinton. We could also use that as a principle to, to say um, that when we do good health-wise, that sickness can't be in the body. No. Because we, we, it we, can't abide there. We read that text, um, that quote last week. She says, um, Michelle, Michelle been talking about it all week. When you do good to others, you feel good. And she says, your body actually heals. It actually heals when you do good for someone. It, Yes, Isaiah 58. Is this the fast, right? He says, then shall thy health spring forth. Amen? So, God made creation, gave it to man. Man fall, man needed a savior. Amen? And the savior that was promised is Christ. Amen? Because the seed came through Eve, and if we be in Christ, we're Abraham's seed according to the what? According to the promise. All right? So now... Everything God gives, he preserves. This is why I said earlier, we don't do anything. All we have to do is walk in it because anything God set in motion works itself out. So you don't need to do anything. You just need to know what's going to happen at the end and walk in it. All right? So anything God gives us, he preserves. Now, earlier, I also made a point that the name, the Lord, is very important. And the Bible says, fear God, right? That name, you have to, because in the beginning, what? God, right? So the message comes back to what? Fear God, right? It's really important how we use the name of the Lord. What, when it comes out of our mouth, when we say Lord, when we say everlasting Father, when we, it's really important because let's read Nehemiah 9, 6. The Israelites understood that. And they, this is why they, 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 um, they reverence it because it says, Thou, even thou, at what? Lord alone. I, didn't, I, I don't remember if I bold that. I don't think I am the one that made this all caps. But anyway, it says, Even thou, at Lord alone, thou hast made what? Heaven, heaven and? The heaven of heavens with all their hosts. The what? Earth and all the things that are therein. They understood because he was creator, he was the Lord alone. And they were reverent. And then they said this, And thou preservest them all. Amen? There's a promise. We don't preserve anything. God preserves everything. And then they say, 
And all the hosts of heaven do what? Oh, heaven worships God. Why? Because he created it and he preserves it. And we mere mortals on earth are doing what? Cursing God? Perfect angels. This is what they understand. They fear that name. And we're out here doing what? Trampling upon it by doing what we want, by basically saying, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? This is what the papacy did for 1260 years. But what message did the Lord bring back to the people? Fear God. Fear that one who speaks and it stands, fa and it stands fast. All right? Let's continue. This is Ellen White. And I like this. She says, as regards to this world, God's work of creation is completed. Wait, does that mean that it's not completed elsewhere? What does God do when he finishes recreate us? He's a creator, though. Is he going to drop that title? So he's not finished creating. She could say that. So as it regards to this world, he's finished creating. Amen? She specifies that, which means... There are things he still wants to create. Amen? Because he's a creator. He, he can't stop doing that. So let's continue. For the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Hebrews 4.3. But his energy is still exerted in upholding objects, the objects of his creation. It is not because. What, is that, what, what does that tell you? Somebody said it is not because. Based on what the Lord taught us, teaching us from last week to now. She's telling you there is a cause. But she's telling you what is not. Right? So she says, it is not because the mechanism that has once been set in motion continues to act by its own inherent energy that the pulse beats and breath flows, and breath follows breath. But every breath, every pulsation of the heart is an what? I love this. It's an evidence of the all-pervading care of him in whom we live and move and have our being. The cause of our breath is not us. And if we see that, we would fear God. Nothing we do. We go to work, we earn money. Not because of you. Who woke you up this morning? Who allowed you to take that first breath? Who put that food on your table? Who even allowed a farmer to plant that food? Man, who made that food? I mean, just think about it. Think about every single thing you do in life and every single thing you need in life. Think about it. Where does it come from? Where do you come from? And that's why Satan planted evolution. You see, because you came from nothing. So you have nothing to reverence. But the Lord said, you did come from something. He said, let us make man in our image and likeness. And when you understand that, you'll be like, wow. I was really fearfully and wonderfully made. I really need to take care of this machinery. Because it's not mine. It was loaned to me by the Creator. Amen? And the Sabbath is designed to instill all that in us. Because we bring that machinery to church. To do what? To worship and praise God. For what? For all the things He's given us throughout the week. Nothing we do. I mean, when I, I, for me, that's an important thought. Nothing we do is of any cause by us. Nothing. If the body doesn't work by you, 
anything that extends from this body is not you. Right? Because the body you have already is not yours. It's not, the cause is not you. So who gave you the thoughts then? Because that's where it comes from. Amen? It comes from the thought. And that's why the Lord is, is, is introducing through Canard that we must reform our thoughts. If we have God's thoughts, this machinery will be perfect. That's why we're sick. We don't have God's thoughts. That's why we fail. That's why we, we, we suffer. All right? Well, let us continue. She says, It is not because of inherent power that year by year the what? Didn't Kuna just talk, talk about that? Talked about the earth was given 6,000 years and man was given six days? She, she's making the same point. The natural body, the body doesn't work by its own power and the earth likewise don't work by its, by its own cause. All right? And I praise God for this because after last week, I mean, I left thinking about what was taught. Right? Because I was like, Lord, I, I need to understand these cause, these causes. Right? Because you said through your servant that there is no such thing as natural causes. Right? And I, and I, had, I was like, Man, I, I need to understand that because you need to be able to explain that. And you go into scripture and it says, in the beginning, God said, there's your cause. Right there. Right there. There. There's your cause for every single thing that happens on the planet. We change the atmosphere by sinning. But it's still the cause of God because God has to allow nature to respond to your sin. So the earthquake, it's you. The volcano, it's you. Yes, right? You caused it because you went out of the things that were good. Amen. I had a hand. Yeah, two hands, I guess. Atheists believe that there is no God, but in order to have a creation, you must have a creator. Yes, they, 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 they know there is a God. They're lying. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the statement could be yeah. Michelle. I was just, I just remember a quote I was reading a few weeks ago. A sister, I says that we always say that the environment is what changes us. Mm-hmm. But Christ grew up in the environment, in the worst environment, and he never changed. We changed the environment. So I was just thinking of, you know, we allowed ourselves to be changed. You know, yes, it's still God, like you said, everything has a cause, but it's us. You know, then I was just thinking of, um, last time I was <laughs> asking you the question, and it's like I had the answer, and you're like, you know, you already know the answer, and I was mm. asking about the flood. What caused the flood? I'm like, he's like, he, and you looked at me, and I was like, you already know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. But then, then I asked you another question. I can't remember what it was. But, we, I mean, it was closed because of sin, you know. It, 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 I mean, because why is it? She's talking about the flood in, in Brooklyn. In, in Brooklyn, you know. Yeah. And and um, and then I was like, I can't remember what it was, but but it was just everything you're saying when you when you look around you and you hear a disaster is happening, whether it's in you as a person or whether it's it's in a city. You look at that and you're like... It makes life easy, doesn't it? Makes, it? Yeah, it makes you think it through. Well, why am I the way it is? What, what is causing that? What have I done? You know, uh, you know, and it makes you look into yourself a bit more. And then it makes you look into 
you know, like I was thinking like my New York, you know, you guys just went to New York and talked about all these things and people didn't even want to hear it, you know. I, I hopefully they're looking at the videos now. Hopefully I can recognize, you know, that this place is so sinful, you know, and that it's not, so it's not going to get better for them. It's going to get worse. Amen. So I'm, I'm going to go through this, um, finish this quote. She says, it is not because of inherent power that year by year the earth produces her bounties and continue her motion around the sun. The what? What's the next line? The hand of God. Amen. This is Ezekiel chapter 1. Amen. The hand of God, she says, uh, guides the planets and keep them in their motion and in their orderly march through the heavens. He bringeth out the, the, the host by number. He calleth them by names, by the greatness of his might. For he that, he that, for he, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. It is through his power that vegetation flourishes, that the leaves appear and the flowers bloom. He maketh grass to grow upon the mountains, and by him the valleys are fruitful. All the beasts of the forest seek their meat from God. And every living creature, from the smallest insect up to a man, is daily dependent on, upon his providential care. You know what that taught me? When you see a lion eating a gazelle, it, ah, he just ordered it. And you look at that, that's supposed to be beautiful to you. To most men, that's cruel. When you see it, you'll be like, ah, the Lord is taking care of the lion. The lion asked for that gazelle. Isn't that what the Bible says? They ask him for me. Well, there's another lion who's asking for you. I, they, well, true, Christ and Satan. All right? So who, who, whom are you going to allow God to yield you up to? Based on whose thought you have. Amen? The lion knows he's king. He could ask for anything. All right? So let us continue. It says, In the beautiful words of the psalmist, these all wait upon thee, that thou givest them, they gather. Thou openest thine hand, and they are filled with what? With good. His words control the elements. Oh, I love this. His words. Where is his words? Let there be. Right there. Right there is where all the elements got their control. His words control the elements. He covers the heavens. Amen? With clouds and prepares the earth from rain. What's the next one? He giveth snow like wool. What's the other one? He scattereth the whole frost like ashes. The other one. He uttereth his seven thunders. Anyone? He uttereth his voice. There is a multitude of waters. In the, when he uttereth his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heaven. He causeth. The, 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 the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings and rain and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. Just take these things. It says he covers. He gives. He scatters. He utters. He causes. He makes. He bringeth. Nothing we do. Natural causes deny, Natural causes deny all that. All right? His word, she says, controls the elements. So what do we need to have faith in? Okay. Let us continue. Go ahead, Michelle. 
I mean, can I kind of say that? <laughs> but I was just thinking of what, what the FD, the FD depends on scientists to tell us what the causes are. They're going to hate us if we're faithful. The Bible clearly says his word controls it. Yeah, they're going to hate us because I'll be honest with you, when they say what they say, we, we, we wouldn't explain anything to them. We'll just tell them by the word of the Lord, this is so. That's what, isn't that what Elijah said? Mm -hmm. Lord, show them whose, whose mouth, whose um, word comes out of my mouth. Isn't that what Moses says? Yeah. He says, um, if the Lord has spoken by me, he wasn't explaining anything. I want you to see that. He's not giving an explanation at this point. He's saying, look, either you believe it's God's word or you don't. And if you don't, so let it be. That's, that's it because God spoke and it what? It stood fast. You, you don't question. If he says that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. And this is why these scientists are going to be mad. Because you're going to open the Bible, and they're going to be like, yeah, evolution. And you're going to be like, nope, in the beginning, God, and the world was created in six days. And that's all you will tell them. You're not explaining to them how God did it. I don't, no, you just tell them, the Bible says God made the earth in six days. And there's a power in that that you can't bring forth. But God can. Because by his word was the earth made. Amen. Yes. You know, I was just thinking, you know, science is a good thing, but yet it can be so bad because science is nature. However, when you, um, it's, so, it's, so it's so subtle, you know, where when you look at history, I was, I'm about um, reading one of the kids' history book, and at one point there was no science I was taught. It was just the Bible. That was the reading. That was the English. That was everything, you know. And then finally men just started bringing in Sciences and different things, and then it's, of course, the, the science devil. was always there. What's the meaning of the word science? Well, it's the word science means to know. What does the Bible say? That they may what? Know, know who? God. Jesus and Jesus. God. That's the true science. Well, All the true science you need is in that one text. But I'm just talking about when they separated it and they, they made a whole class of just science by itself, you know, where they just focus on, on what man is teaching now and no longer the no, Bible. No, then that's not science. But that's what they call science. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So what I'm saying is science is there. Science is because yeah, it's always made there. all things God made was, was good. Was good. So bad. science is good. But the Bible tells you where good science is found. Yeah. Right? That they may know thee. Amen? Yeah. The only true God. So let's continue. Let there be. That word let there be, it means to cause. I just wanted us to see that. All right? In the Strong's, it means to cause. So now you go to Genesis 2 and verse 8. This thought, it's almost a side thought, but I like it, so I want to bring it in. I want every one of us to see why we're married and what marriage teaches us in relation to creation. The Bible says, And the Lord God said, remember, to be, right? God says, let there be. And what came into being? Everything. All right? And what did God do with the things that came into being? He gave it to men. This is the next thing God says when he gave it to men. And the Lord God said, notice that Lord is bold, is in all caps, right? There's a reason for that. All right? And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should what? Man should be, exist. Man should be caused alone. It is not good for man to enjoy all the things that are by himself. It is inherent in human beings to share. Because that's what the Bible says. It is not good for man to be alone. Because man was made in whose image? 
And God said, let there be. So what did, but as soon as God said, let there be, he says, man, I got to give it to man. I'm, I need a man to share that with. And he shared it with him. So husbands, it is not good for man to be alone. So what did God give you? He gave you a counterpart. Amen. Right? She is there to balance out everything that God made and create. There, there's, a, there's a thought in here. I don't fully get it yet. But when I get it, I know it's going to be powerful. It's going to save marriages. Amen. There's a thought in here that, that is really powerful. But I just want us to see here that man is not to be. Right? Man is not to exist. Man is not to be out here causing things alone. He must have someone to help him. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's a really nice thought. If you can reason, the, the Bible says, let us make man in our image. Mm -hmm. And then chapter 2 says, it is not good for man to be alone. So then God's not alone. No. If he's saying it's not Amen. good for man to be alone, then his image is, that means he's there's more alone. than one God. Amen. Because he's not alone, so man can't be alone. That's his image. Praise God. I really like Praise God. You got to be reasoning to see that. You got a hand here. The, the very word God that's used, if you um, click on the Strongs and look at it, it says plural. It's a plural word. Oh, okay. So. Praise God. Yeah, because he says, let us make yeah, man, right? That's what he said. So praise God. Next quote. The mighty power that works through all nature and sustains all things is not, as some men the sci of science claim, merely an all-pervading principle or an actuating what? And, and we hear energy. We hear that all the time, right? What you put out in the universe is what comes back, right? There's just this energy out there, right? I'm not feeling this energy. I'm not. Now, there is a truth to that. Because Ellen White told us that it's God's energy that keeps us. Right? So there's a truth to that. What you put out in the universe do come back. Right? But who controls the universe? God. God because he says, let there be and there was. was. And this is what they're not accounting for. Right? That it's God that is causing these things to come back upon them in ways. Because men know when they do good, good comes back. They know. What did they, how do they know that? They experienced it. They just, they just not attributed to God. So there is an energy. And I want us to see that. And we can use that to teach, to, to, to not disagree with people who speak like that, but you can use that to say, yes, I agree. There is an energy. But that energy must come from the one who created it. Right? And you can turn them to God in this way. Everyone's following? All right. So, it says, God is a spirit, yet he is a personal being, for man was made in his image. As a personal being, God revealed himself in his son. So if we want to see how creation works, then you look to his son. Right? Because after sin, man was given a savior. God was, so God now had to create something else to give to man to bring him back. And the Bible says, God, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Alright? So, Continuing on, continuing on, go down to the next bowl that says the hand that sustains. The hand that sustains the world in space, the hand that holds in their orderly arrangement the tireless activity, all, and tireless activity, all things throughout the universe of God, is the hand that was nailed to the cross for us. Amen? Okay, so then we must understand Christ if we know how we need to be recreated. Amen. Amen. So now, 
Acts chapter 10, the Bible says, How God anointed whom? Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing what? And God saw that it was good. Amen? So when God introduced light into the world, what was the first thing he said? It was? And that light went about doing what? So God so loved the world that he sent light into the world. John chapter 1. Amen? And that light went about doing? Just, it's the same thing. But you can't do good if you don't understand the ordinances that governs the thing God created. So what did he give man at Sinai? The ordinances that tells them how do things work. Amen? So you must know his law. All right? So let us continue. It says, who went about doing good and what? What's the other thing Jesus did according to the scriptures? And healing. All right? And healing all that were oppressed of the... Notice he's not healing everybody now. That's what the text never said that. The text says he's healing those who are oppressed by the devil. So if you're not being oppressed by the devil and you're choosing to walk in the way of sin, he's not healing you. Satan will only oppress those who don't want to follow him. Everyone's following? That healing is specific now. All right? So we must have the discernment to do the same. Not feeding, the, not feeding the, the homeless at all times is not doing good. Because you may not be feeding one that is oppressed by Satan. Everyone's following? It's important. We must know these things. Christ knew it. We must know it. Amen? Let us continue. It says, for God was with him. Matthew 8 and verse 3, the Bible says, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. What? So God said, let there be. What is Jesus about to do here? He's saying, he's doing the same thing. Let there be. Right? It says, saying, Michelle, I see your hand. I will be, I will be thou what? Be thou clean. Let there be. Jesus said the same thing. When God was in the flesh, he said the same thing. Right? Be thou clean. And he says, and immediately the leprosy was let there be, and there, and there was. Christ is the creator. Amen? All right. Michelle, I'm going to leave you there, so I'm, I got to go on. So, when Christ came to the earth, he was, only, he was only reliving the week of creation. Okay? And now let's go through the week of creation. And I want us to see that from Sabbath to Sabbath, we must have this experience. Not necessarily each day, but with each thought that comes to us, this experience, the week of creation, is necessary for it to go back to God. Right? I want us to see that. But it must go back to God in a vessel prepared to stand before God. Right? It can't go back to God in a filthy vessel. That gets destroyed. Amen? So let us see. The week of creation is designed to cleanse. That's what I want us to see. When Christ came, he only came to do something that the week of creation was teaching all along. All right? So Sunday, light. First day of the week. The Bible says, thy word is a lamp and a? And, and John 1 says what? This is the light that came into the world. Amen? Christ came to cleanse. This is what I want us to see. Second Samuel says, for thou art my lamp, O Lord. And the Lord will lighten my darkness. Sister White says, light has always been a what? Symbol of. 
So the first thing that God does for you, the human being, is he gives you light. Amen? Amen. That's the first thing he does. He, he gives you a thought. That's what light is. Light introduces a new thought into the mind. Amen? Amen? Day one. That's what he does. The very first thing. Day two. The Bible says he separates the firmament, what? Above from the firmament beneath. beneath. Isaiah says what? For as the heavens are higher than the earth, right? So are my ways then, your ways and my thoughts then. Okay, so the very first thing God does when he gives you this light is he tells you what is his thought from what is your thought. That light does that immediately. It shows you whose thought is ruling you. Right? And now you now have to de determine, am I going to keep following my thought? Or am I going to keep following God's thought? He separates the high thoughts from the low thoughts. Amen? Amen? That's day two. That's the firmament. Day three. The Bible says grass. Right? On day three, new thoughts start popping up. Right? As soon as you accept God's thought, now you start getting what? New growth, new thoughts, new things that popping up in new ideas, right? Covering your earth, because that's where you came from, amen? He separates earth from sea, and he starts... Now, the, the separation of the earth from sea, I have a thought on that, which I'll do it when I get to day five, but I, I hope that you guys could help me with it, amen? I, Quinton, I see your hand, but I want to get through this. I only have a few minutes, right? So... On day three, the Lord separates the earth from the land. He separates the truth from the error, right? This is what he's doing. And if you stay on the earth, you start getting new thoughts because you have the, the grass now starts growing. The seeds begin to be planted. Amen? Day four, sun, moon, and stars. Let every soul be subject to the... Now, something has to govern that new thought. Something must rule that new thought. And that new thought must create order in your life. Right? That's what the Lord is teaching. However, the Bible says, a sower went forth to sow. It says, while God sowed wheat, what happened? What's the other one? The enemy sows tears. What, what, what happened on day five? Day five was the sea creatures. Which beast comes out of the sea? Ah, it comes up to snatch. You must be prepared. Once the Lord starts showing you, now Satan raises up his head to try to take away your thought. That's the battle just before the end. That's what Kuna went over. Yes, there's a battle just before the end, right? So now you have to fight with the sea creatures. Because all the sea creatures now, that's why I said the sea was error and the land was good. Right? I'm not saying that's the only thought. I'm just saying that's the thought that I'm bringing forth at the moment. Amen? All right. Then you get to day six. six and what, does, what, what, what happens on day six? We, we should know these things. Beast and man. What does the beast represent? The beast is your fruit. What did Noah take into the ark with him? All the beasts. Noah gathered every, every good thing, every good beast, right? And he took them with him into the ark. Amen? But he also created the man on the sixth day. So let's read here um, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man in the dust of the earth, 
and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a So that thought is to give you life. That thought is to become your life. That's what day six teaches. And 2 Corinthians says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? That's what that thought is designed to do. If any man take that thought from day one and carry it all the way through day six, he is a new creature. And then the Lord says, enter into my rest. God's plan. Yes. It don't have to take you very long. It can no. literally take you six days to get the victory over a wrong practice. And then now you're ready to keep the Sabbath in light of that. That's, that's nice. And that's the natural. Yep. It could take you an hour to go through this thing. Yeah. It could take you five minutes to go through this thing. You get a thought, you separate the high and the low. In, in this, remember, thoughts work like that. In a minute, you can be recreated because you've chosen not to follow Satan's thought that came to attack that other thought. Right? So the only point that I'm making is the light, Christ, comes to cleanse. When he speaks, it stood fast, right? He says, be thou clean, and the Bible says immediately the leper was. So when he gives you a thought, he's saying, be thou clean. Right? And immediately, but there's another thing he spake, and I love this one. It ties in with day six. John chapter 11, on, on page 10. John chapter 11 and verse 43. It says, and when he had thus what? Spoken. Here is him speaking again. He cried with a loud voice what? Lazarus. Man was created from the dust. He cried, Adam, come forth. That's the two things Christ speaks. He, spe he cleanses you and then he gives you life. That's what creation is designed to teach. The earth was without form and void. God cleansed it and gave it life. That's what the word of God does for us. That's what God intends when we trust him. I also want us to see it's designed to give us simple faith. Because he said it, it will be. There is nothing you could do that's not going to yield the proper result. Whether it's for good or for evil. The result at the end is proper. Alright? But the evil don't like the result. The evil man don't like the result on his end. Because the wages of sin is death. Alright? So the last part is Sabbath worship. Matthew 25, the Bible says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and Because he did good works during the week, he can come to the Sabbath. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen? Amen? But that's also the seven thunders. Take this, the birth of Christ, light, the midnight cry, the church is raised up. It's the same thing on day six. It's the same, it's the seven thunders. The week of creation, just take, John is raised up to separate the high thoughts from the low thoughts. Amen? Then right here at the baptism, Christ comes to separate his disciples from Satan's disciples. See from earth. Amen? You go to, to the to marriage of Cana, which also parallels Miller history, 1842. The thing that rules your life, the chart, is given. That is to govern you, the first angel's message. 
Come to the next day, the, the disappointment, the papacy raises up his ugly head. Satan raises up his ugly head. You come to day six, now the Lord resurrects his church. Lazarus, come forth. It's the seven thunders. If we only follow this thought, we'll come up to the civil Sunday law, recreate it. Amen? That's the plan. But we need to do it daily. But we also need to do it hourly. We need to do it minute by minute, second by second. The Lord is really bringing us down to this close walk with Him. Right? We just have to see how it works and walk in it. There's nothing you could do. And I'm going to keep saying that. There's nothing you and I could do to affect what's about to happen, to change what's about to happen. A Sunday law is coming, will come, regardless to whether you're there or not. Find yourself in the ways of the Lord. All right? So, comfort. Christ says, take no thought for your life. What you shall what? Eat or what you shall drink. Nor yet for your body what you shall what? Now, this, this one is personal in the sense that we don't work the normal work of men. We don't know where the food is coming from. We don't know where the clothes is coming from. Right now, my son needs clothing. We don't know where it's, but Christ says, take no thought. Why? Because God said, let there be and there only find yourself in the right place. The only way to experience that is to be in the right place. Right? God has already provided tomorrow's meal. We need to find ourselves in the right place. We miss the meal because we're not in the right place. It's not that the meal wasn't provided. The meal is there. God says, let there be, and there was. Everything we need is there. When the day comes, whatever we miss is because we didn't find ourselves in the right place. And by God, I, I, I really do pray I can come up to that point where I'm always in the right place. You will not miss anything. All right? Em Emily, I see your hand. Hold your thought. Maybe you should write it down. But I really want to get through this. So you go down to verse 30, and Christ says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So what is allowing us to, to, to not experience the goodness of God? We don't have faith in let there be. It's as simple as that. We let another man's thought say, hath God said. We don't have faith in let there be. So nothing can happen for you. All right? Because it's happening whether you like it or not. Some people is experiencing it and some people is not. It could be falling on hearts all around you. You will not receive it. Let us continue. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? You know, we need to practice that. Like when you go home tonight, don't even think about what you're going to eat tomorrow. Literally. Wake up in the morning and say, Lord, give me this day my daily bread. Literally. We, look, I, I know I, I, we make a lot of plans for tomorrow. And I'm not saying don't take stock of the future. There's a little difference in understanding what the future holds, right, or in you trying to create the future. There's a, there's a difference there that we must understand. It's not that you don't, because does God tell us the end from the beginning? Yes. So you know what's going to happen tonight based on what happened this morning. Right? So you can prepare for what's coming. But, 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 but he's saying, don't try to make it happen. I already did. Just line up yourself with what I ordained, which is 
for you to do good works. Do your good work, and a workman is worthy of his meat. Amen? So let us continue. Matthew 6. Thy king, it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. That should be our prayer every day, every morning. Because in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And God says, let there be and there. But Christ says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? On earth that he created and in heaven that he created. All right? And he said, let there be. That's how he created them. So what is he going to do for your daily bread? He's going to say, let there be. Amen? Christ's object lesson. She says, Christ is constantly working to answer this prayer. I love this quote. And to make good this assurance, there is an invisible power constantly at work as man's servant to feed him and to clothe him. It's a beautiful promise. There is an invisible power always working to feed us and to clothe us. And so we need to go home and repent. Check on our hearts. The reason why we don't have what we have is because we're not where God wants us to be. Amen. Right? The reason why, why we suffer is because we are not lining ourselves with the good works that God laid out from the beginning of creation. That's why we suffer. That's why we worry about the rent. That's why we worry about, man, what a glorious time it will be when we know it. Those things are not even a thought. Man, praise God. So the next, the last quote, Sasha, I'm up, right? Time up already? Okay. She says, Prayer and faith are closely allied. And they need to be studied together. In the prayer of faith, there is a divine what, Michelle? Science. It's right there. There is your science. In the prayer of faith, there is a divine science. It is a science that everyone who would make his life work a success must understand. That's the science. All right? Christ says, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe and ye Believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. He makes it plain that our asking must be according to God's will. We must ask for the things that he has promised and whatever we receive must be used in doing his will. The conditions met, the promise is unequivocal. All right? When we ask, we must be sure that we're going to do his will. It's not just the asking. Right? When we ask, it must be in, so that we can do his good work. Or else he won't give it to you. Right? You could have the first part right, where you pray according to his will. But if you don't have that other part right, he won't do it. And he knows the heart. He knows the thoughts. And if you're thought in right, he's not giving it to you. Brethren, our thoughts are not right. The Lord wants to give us way more than we receive from him. And because, our th because we won't use it to his will. He sees it. And now you see it. So you, I, we need to fix it. Amen? Amen? Let us continue. John 14 and verse 1 to 3 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to and prepare a place for you, I will what? I will come again. That's what makes you Adventist now. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be 
also, Luke chapter 18 and verse 8 says, When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find what? Faith, faith on the earth. But you and I are made of earth, so shall he find faith in us. Faith that what he says will come to pass. Amen? Let us continue. Now, he will find faith, by the way, just so we know that. You just have to make sure he's finding it in you. Amen? The Lord will have a remnant. He will have faith. Okay, that question is already answered. Shall he find faith? Yes. All right? Just make sure that it's in you. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things. Not seen. Through faith, we understand. I love this. We understand that the worlds were framed by the what? By the word of God. The faith is all about just believing in God's word. And the evidence we have for it is all around us. Nature. Amen? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the? Word of, word of God. Hearing. Let there be. And there was. This last quote from a pioneer. It says, Faith is expecting the word of God what? Itself. To do what the word of, what the words, to do what that word says, and depending upon that word itself to do what the word says. When this is clearly discerned, it is, as, it is perfectly easy to see how that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Since the word of God is imbued with what? Creative power, and so is able to produce in every substance the thing which that word speaks, and since faith is the expectation that the word itself will do what the word says, and depending on the word only to do what the word says, it is plain enough that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Since the word of God is in itself creative, and so is able to produce the cause, to produce and what? To produce and cause to appear what otherwise would never exist nor be seen, and since faith is the expecting the word of God only to do just that thing, and depending on the word only to do it, it is plain enough that faith is the evidence of things not seen. Sister White, to live thus by the word of God means to surrender to him of the whole life. The third angel's message must engross the what? The whole mind and the whole attention. That's what it means to surrender. God is calling for a surrender. That's what he's teaching us. He's calling for our surrender. Are we doing anything that God has not called us to do? Are we walking in any way that God didn't call us to walk? Do we know what is God's will for us at the end of the world? It is time to surrender. This is what the Lord is teaching us. We must surrender our thoughts to Him. It's our thoughts He wants. Because if the thought is surrendered to Him, His ways are higher than your ways. He'll replace it with His thoughts. And His thoughts says, let there be when the time comes. He didn't make everything on the first day. Amen? On the first day, He made some things because that was the time for those things to be made. He said, let there be on the fourth day because that was the time 
for those things. But you have to be there with him in order for those things to appear in your life. All right? He knows what you need. He knows you need clothes. He knows you need food. But he's not going to give you food at midnight if you're looking for it. Why? Because that's not the time to eat. Right? That's not a good work. Eating is good. Eating after midnight is not a good work. So we must find ourselves in the place where we need to be in order for a good work to happen. Healing comes when we go to bed early. Because he ordained that. The evening and the morning was the? It's all there. Let there be. Let there be evening. Let there be morning. Night is made for sleep. The, la- the night cometh when no man can work. So he says, let there be. And if you are in the place where you need to be when he says, let there be, there will be in your life. Right? And whatever comes into your life, it is not good for you to be alone. So the light that he gives us is for the world. But there's a reason why we can't go to the world, because we're not in the place where he is. Say again. Amen. When we find ourselves in that place where he is, then we'll go to the world in power. Man, it's a faith that we've never seen before. I want that faith. And I know you want that faith. But we must align ourselves with the things he's created. Amen? The word of God. We need to have more faith in what God says. God wants us out out of the city. And let's go. Let's get out of the city because he said it. Right? God wants us to dress a certain way, so let's dress that way because he says it. You may not understand immediately why you need to do it. But just do it because he said it. Faith is like that simple. You know, I I, I don't know that I could give it enough, but it's that simple. Because he said it. Amen? Shall we close with prayer? Most kind and merciful Father, Lord, we thank you for your mercies upon us, Lord. You didn't have to speak to us. Lord, but because of your mercy, because you are all merciful, all knowing, uh, all loving, Lord, You sent your son, Lord, uh, to speak to us, and and, and you gave us something good that we must keep, that we must preserve, Lord. And we pray and ask that each one of us here, under the sound of of my voice, Lord, uh, under the sound of heaven's voice, Lord, we respond appropriately to the messages that you continue to give us. Please be with Canard as he follows. And I pray, O Lord, that none of us get weary, Lord, for this is the time when you are feeding us, O Lord. It is a grand feast that you have for us. In your word. So please help us, Lord, to be attentive, uh, to keep the minds turning, and, and, and to, to receive all that heaven has to, to pour out upon us this day. Help us to keep this day holy as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.